conversations with wedding professionals as they share their stories, insights, and tips from inside the wedding industry. We'll chat about how to be authentic and that it's okay not to be perfect or run your business like someone else's Instagram. Let's dive into the privilege it is to serve our clients and discover the talented creatives that make up our community. When we share what we know and who we are, we better serve our couples as a wedding day team, as well as each other. Simply put, be fabo. Now here's your host, Bobby Brinkman. Hello, podcast listeners. Man, is it fabo to have you joining us again today. Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that it is such an honor that you follow along with us, and I'm so thrilled that you're here I hope that you're enjoying listening to some candid conversations and hearing other Wedding Pro stories. I'm very blessed that everybody's taking their time to join us. I want to remind you guys to reach out to me via text or via email. You can do that at bobbybrinkman at gmail.com. Let me know your comments, your topic highlights. Anything that you want to talk about, you can reach me there. Once again, that's bobbybrinkman at gmail.com. Also, follow along on my education site on Instagram, which is bfabo. And reach out to me there about speaking, uh, any other roundtables you want to have. And you can also get more information at bobbybrinkman.com. So once again, thanks for following along here on the Beef Apple Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to have you subscribe. Don't forget to give us a review here and there to let us know that you're thumbs up or even things that we can improve. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Once again, thanks for following along. Thanks for being Fabo listeners. Let's go to the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I'm super excited to have a really, really great creative photography husband and wife team. I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you because there's two of them, and I want to make sure our listeners are going to hear equally from both of them because uh, we'll see if we get through 45 minutes, and we'll see when the husband and wife really start coming into play here. (laughs) Who's going to speak over whom and who's going to say, no, your turn, your turn. So, you know, listeners, thanks for being here today. Let me introduce you to Isaac and Amanda. What's going on, guys? I'm Isaac Aiken. Um, and I'm Amanda Aiken. And we're Isaac and Amanda Photography. <laughs> and very talented photographers, I must add. So before we get too far, I need to formally welcome you to the island. They have recently just moved and relocated full-time to the beautiful St. Simons Island, Georgia. So welcome to the island and the lovely lifestyle that uh, you're going to work really, really hard for <laughs> to live here. <laughs> We're, we're, thank you. Uh, we're so excited to be back. Um, I think, you know, I, I grew up, you know, part of my life down on the island and Amanda's from Long Island. So being up in Atlanta, we're just so excited, uh, to get back to warmer weather and family, the beach. Um, and we do a lot of work down there, so it'll be nice to stop driving as much. Exactly. So on that, let's tell everybody how you got to be where you are now and how you got here. So give us a bit of background of how you start into this creative field. Sure. Um, so we got started in 2017. Um, it was the year we were planning our own wedding and attending a lot of weddings. And that was really our first exposure um, to all the hard work of wedding professionals behind the scenes. And I got this crazy idea um, to go and buy a DSLR camera. And instead of actually second shooting like I wanted to, I signed Isaac up to second (laughs) shoot to tell me if it was possible to 
to actually do it. So for a little reference, uh, you know, we've been taking pictures recreationally for a long time. Um, I did a lot of travel and outdoor photography. Um, and Amanda did a lot of travel photography, but it was never something we'd really thought about um, until we went to like 10 weddings in 2017. Um, and I don't know if we've, we're both mushes. Uh, we love love. So watching the photographers work with, you know, our good friends and us, you know, it was something that we actually got really excited about. Um, so yeah, Amanda signed me up to, this all happened in like a week. She bought a camera and said, Hey, you're, you're going to go for this guy. And I was like, what? Um, I went, I had a blast. It was so much fun. Um, and we got really lucky. I ended up working with a couple people in a row. Uh, that taught me a lot. And then, you know, we kind of got serious about education. Um, and so all in the first, you know, month and a half, we built a website, you know, the second shooters, you know, the people that we second shot for were nice enough to let us start building a portfolio. Um, and we started booking weddings uh, for, you know, our first year we were thinking we wanted to do like four weddings. We were so excited um, at the idea of booking four weddings. We booked a lot of weddings. Um, so <laughs> it, you ride into when your day job, becomes your dream job and your dream job is oh my gosh I now have my day job (laughs) that's that's how that works when you get to that wow I did this and now I've blown up so I have to ask were you guys guests in all these weddings or were you actually wedding party people a little bit of both um I think we were in four of them one of them was ours and then we were guests at five others but close guests right Uh, close enough to where we saw a lot of the photography happening even if it was you know a couple, it was probably just the reception, um, but the four that we were in and ours, I mean, obviously you're up close with the photographer for most of the day. Um, right. It was just really interesting. It, it, it definitely caught our eye. So did, did you find when you were guests and participating, if you just took the photography side of it, the fact that you guys were a little creative, did you, did you like the way people in the wedding industry were handling the wedding and you thought, okay, I see a niche I see a problem I could solve or was it generally just, I mean, I like taking photos. This looks like a fun job. Hey, I can do that. So we knew that, you know, just from our experience and my sister was one of those, my best friend was another one of those weddings. So we were pretty involved with the whole process and we knew that customer service, um, you know, the entire process, you know, from when you book to the wedding is something that is not always, um, strongly represented right Right. Uh, and then you know actually caring and loving on your clients day of um we saw kind of all over the place right so we had a pretty good idea that we could take good pictures but we definitely thought you know with our backgrounds and us being you know pretty warm and mushy people um that we could deliver on those two points and have a lot of fun doing it right and bring fun to your clients in doing it too. So that's yeah, that's yeah. always the part. So think, did you guys – go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, I also think that, um, you know, w- when you have a passion, sometimes you're a little afraid to say it. So, like, when you – when I um, used to take pictures, I would say, oh, you know, I, I take pictures sometimes, but I would never say the words like, I am a photographer, because it takes some confidence putting yourself out there. And so I think when we had a little bit of exposure to the process that year, it didn't seem as, I mean, it's a lot of work, but it didn't seem as scary to try, um, if that makes sense. To kind oh, of- 
it, it's true. And I, I'm a firm believer that if you give something a name, if you write something down, it becomes fruition. So if you call yourself a photographer, you're going to believe you're a photographer. Um, mm-hmm. I believe in that across the board, whether if you say, hey, you know, today I'm going to get this done. If you write it down, you're more likely to get it done. So I, I, I thoroughly agree with that. So in passion, I, I believe if you don't have passion in anything you're doing, you probably should find something else to do. So, you know, I know it's over. I know it's overused in our industry, especially photographers. Hey, no, I was seen when I was four years old with the camera in my hand, and I've been passionate about it. Sadly, that is my bio. I mean, that's pretty much. There's photos of me at four years old with the camera in my hand, and, and I don't think I've ever put one down. But you know, so when you guys decided to go into this, you decided both of you at the same time to go into it, or was one working somewhere else, or was it a full jump all the way? So. Newsflash, um, we still work our day jobs. Yeah. Um, So we, it's gotten a little crazy. (laughs) Um, uh, The weekends are in short supply, um, but we both still work full time and do the wedding photography. Um, So it's, it's pretty long weeks. um, But, you know, we've spent a lot of time working on process and automation on our end. Um, to make that flow smoother. Um, so yeah, we, <laughs> we both jumped in feet first and kept our day jobs. So is that something you would recommend to all these people that call you up at a wedding and walk up next to you and say, Hey, how do I get into this? Is that something you would suggest? Don't leave the nine to five. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I will say it gave us some freedom. Um, you know, if, if you jump straight into it, it's hard to invest back into your business, right? Because if you don't have that other income now, everything you do in photography, not only has to pay the photography bills, it has to put food on the table and keep the roof over your head. Um, it gave us a lot of freedom to invest back into the business and education and gear. Um, you know, I think a normal photographer has to outfit themselves, right? Which is one shooter. And then they hire out a second, so you're not really, you know, coughing any money up until the day of, and then, you know, that's already paid for. So we had a, we had a longer gear list to take care of, which, you know, it might've been harder if we were trying to, to feed ourselves on the photography money too. And I think you get frustrated. I think it's like we said a while ago, it's, you know, once this is one thing to aspire to be this, but when you have to do it and it becomes a job, it takes on a whole new meeting. Now, we want you all to have a great career and we want our listeners and those photographers that are aspiring to um, become full-time wedding photographers. I always want to stress that, that there is a happy medium that when you have put in the time and put in the work and you can see that you are booking enough clients to pay your bills and you can leave your nine to five. And nowadays, heck, I'm not going to lie, I've dated myself. When I first started, we had insurance. I mean, so if you were working somewhere else, you had insurance. That's not always the case now at some nine to five jobs. So, you know, when you get to leave that and know when to leave that, it's a big jump and you're putting a lot of trust in yourself and you're trusting that couples are putting a trust in you. How did you guys start booking uh, your four weddings and then simultaneously, you know, you're booking yourselves, you know, full for the year. So how did you start? How did people start finding you? Sure. So I, Honestly, probably 90% of our job, our, not job, sorry, our brides find us on Instagram. Um, but a lot of our first second shooting jobs, um, 
actually came from relationships. So we had, or I had a really close relationship with the photographer that did our engagement photos. So the first thing I did was reach out to her because um, I loved her work. And I said, you know, what would you tell someone just starting out? Um, and the first two things she said was, you know, invest in education and develop relationships. And so um, reaching out to who we knew were photographers asking them if they needed second shooters or even assistance the day of. Um, I'm shy, so I signed Isaac up. <laughs> to test the Did you get that, listeners? Once again, she pushed Isaac right to the edge there. <laughs> uh, yep, so he, he did it first. And once um, I saw him do it really successfully, um, I felt confident enough to try it myself. And th- we spent a lot of time second shooting, learning from other photographers. And then, but then it all it all came back to Instagram. Instagram you know, everything we yeah. were doing, we fed back into Instagram. Amanda went a little guerrilla marketing on Instagram for a while there. Um, heavy engagement on Instagram from the photographer side uh, tends to lead from lead to heavy engagement back, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so that's a very time intensive method. Um, but I don't think Amanda hated it. I think she was having fun. Yeah, um, I really love engaging with all the brides, whether our brides or someone else, like any any brides just about their day and details and planning it. I just love the whole dreaming up the big day process. And so, it's fun to cheer them on. Right. And are you finding, I mean, you know, I mean, we're going to be, we're having a kind of candid conversation here. Are you actually finding your clients now booking you off what they see on your Instagram feed? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, they don't even go to our website. They just reach out to us on Instagram and they ask us when we're available and then they reach out to us through our website. I'd say that's 95% of our brides started Instagram. We've, we got surprised the other day when, you know, cause we always ask people how they found us and they say Google. Right. Like, well, that's awesome. But <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a, you're a unicorn in our, in our, uh, uh, it probably still Googled and put them right to your Instagram account. So what does that come for? <laughs> You know, a Google, isn't that, well, I, I'm always going to say Google, so I, I really don't know who I'm talking to anymore. So I'm just going to say Google because they, you know, pop in St. Simon's Island wedding photographers and they don't know who they talk to anymore. So, you know, that's a good point. Is that something you guys would highly suggest to any of our uh, aspiring photographers out there that you should definitely second shoot for quite a while before you go and take one on yourself? I think it's a good idea, one, to figure out if you actually like it, right? Correct. Um, We've, we've heard weddings uh, likened to the decathlon of photography, right? Because there's all these different types of photography you need to do throughout the day. You've got stills with details. You've got intimate portraits. You've got group shots. You've got the reception. You've got action. Um, and then, you know, shooting a church with no flash um, is always fun. So it you really, there's a lot of things going on. And then there's the personal factor, too. You've got... Um, competing interests between, you know, uh, planners and mothers of the bride. And um, it, it's a lot to take in. Um, I think second shooting gives you the exposure to figure out whether that's something you actually want to do. Um, and two, you get to watch someone who's experienced kind of show you how they handle it. Right. Uh, so multiple benefits to second shooting. And I think too, people forget, you know, the photography side of it, is we are really ideally people managers. We're people wranglers. I mean, we're the go-to. I find that 
because I'm sitting there most of the time in a black outfit with a camera, everybody sees me because we have to be seen throughout the day. So everybody's like, just go ask the photographer. Just go and doesn't mind that we're laying on the ground shooting some unbelievable where I could actually have ten thousand dollars a gear fall off here, but make sure you stop to ask me when the hors d'oeuvres are gonna be served, you know? So it, it is. There's so much more to it that I think that's the biggest mistake in our industry. It's very easy to get into it because now cameras are affordable and everybody thinks they're a photographer, but they do not know how to logistic manage nor people manage it. And I think that shows up in photos and it definitely shows, I think, why there is a very large group of second shooters because they don't want to put the work in. They're just happy being the second shooters and they don't want to do with anything else. So that is a good point. Now, are you guys doing video as well or just stills? Oh no. Uh, video is a whole nother animal. We, you know, you look at the post process for video, um, and the editing time, the, it's a different skill set in my opinion. Uh, I agree. I think it's, I think technically I could get the shots through the camera, but then telling a story with video is a whole different creative Especially with the audio on top. I think there's some really amazing videographers out there and we admire their work, but I don't think it's something that we would venture into. Um, but I mean, I think from 20 years ago till now, videography is a completely different animal um, and it's only getting better. No, I agree. And I, I can't even tell you how much I'm applauding quietly by my microphone that you're not trying to be the be all end all husband and wife team that do everything video camera wise. Um, because I agree with you hundred percent. Those people are amazing. Even if you, even if you outsource it, you are still moving around using your camera and getting different angles than what you and I do as a still, because obviously for me, I believe this still is a moving story. I believe it moves people and that's our job. The power of photography is so great, but you know, sadly I've been around a little bit longer than you guys and uh, you guys will obviously be along a lot longer than I'm going to be around. But I, I miss that these videographers, when they try to be husband and wives and team up, I think both things lack. And um, I think instead of trying to be the jack of all the, you know, camera gear trade, be really good at the one that you are own that you're good at it, give it your best and find somebody else to do, you know, the other part of it. So I applaud you guys for not trying to think you can do it all either. And, and, and really being, that's why you guys are so good at what you do. I mean, I've been impressed with you guys when I first started seeing your Instagram and I love the way that um, Amanda interacts and I love her questions and her flow. And, and I think the couples are coming to you because they feel a sense that they actually know you and through your words and then your pictures just embrace on it. And, you know, it helps that you guys are really a good-looking couple. Um, too bad you're not just, you know, oh, my gosh, the pit bull of all, you know, I hate to crash the pit bull people, but, you know, it's you guys look good. You look the part. Um, and I, I think that's a lot to be said, that people want to invest with what they can vision that, hey, you're going to get my style or you're going to get my feet. And, and you guys really look down to earth and you look legit. Um, and I'm not offending anybody when I say that it's um, it, it all goes with it. We're, we're an image and we, you know, have to be present and we have to show what we can do and people have to make that interaction with us and people have to want to do business with you. So again, I applaud you on that. We, we firmly believe that, you know, when you're picking your wedding photographer, do you want gorgeous pictures? Um, but it's so important to pick someone that you fit with, right? Someone that you, you're going to spend the most important day of your life almost tied to the hip to this person. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and having someone that gets you and can communicate easily and makes you comfortable um, is huge. So we try to communicate our personalities through everything we do um, because the last thing we want is to be a bad fit for someone, you know, exactly. I mean, we're, we're pretty easygoing, but in no way are we always going to be the perfect fit for everyone. Um, so we try to broadcast our personality um, and it's paid off so far. Um, so. Yeah. That, I love that. And then, so in talking about a little bit about the planning process, how far in advance are you hoping clients reach out to you and how far in advance are you seeing that they're reaching out to you? So we um, have been getting clients reaching out to us 12 to 15 months in advance and we're already booked full for 2019. Now, again, we're not full time. So we take a certain amount of weddings, that's, that's which six, is a big 16 weddings in, in uh, 2019. We, we wow. capped it. We capped it at 15 um, but then and we couldn't say no. <laughs> there was one more that asked us and we were, yeah, we absolutely could not say no. Um, so that's our, that's our number for 2019. Um, so we're looking for 2020 bookings now and they're, I don't know if a flip switched in January or something, but they started pouring in for 2020. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if all the venues were booked up for 2019 or what, but uh, I think down here in our area, I think that is a, there's a lot of renovation going on around. So I, I think that, which I think it should, because I mean, two years after hurricane, people are finally going, Hey, I really probably need to fix some of those things that got damaged. So I, I can speak for our area. I can speak for Savannah. I know y'all work in Savannah too. Uh, and even in Charleston, um, I'm, I'm seeing it happening in those places as well, but uh, don't be surprised that 2021 doesn't start pouring in. Uh, we've got a handful of those already, which is, you know, totally amazing to me that they're going that far out. And when I asked them why it really is that, they want a full year to plan. Some of them are in careers that they know they're going to want to be where they want to be in 2021 and don't want to have to worry about a wedding in 2020. So I, I think that's a shift that we're seeing. Um, yeah. And I, I think with being a coastal destination market, people do plan that far out. I think they say, Hey, look, I, I'm going to school. I'm going to get done here. I'm going to go. I want to relax and graduate. What is for each of you? And maybe it's different. What is the favorite part of the whole planning process so like when a couple calls you from that point on what's your favorite part until the time you deliver your images i'll go first here um we do complimentary engagement sessions with every wedding that we book um and you know we tell them it's a huge part of the process and it's my absolute favorite it's when we get to know them in a one-on-one setting we almost always end up having a lot of fun. Um, it's on the beach. It's more casual and relaxed. Um, and it's, it's the best part of what we do for building relationships, right? I agree. Uh, that's where we make friends. Um, and doesn't hurt that it's always on the beach. Um, or hey, you, all, you all bring champagne on the beach photos. I've seen your photos. You all bring champagne. So that almost always gets shared back. Um, so it, it um, yeah, it ends up being a lot of fun. That's that's definitely my favorite part. My favorite part, I don't want to steal Isaac, so I'm going to pick probably um, dreaming up with the bride with the big day is. I'm really detail-oriented, so I love asking, like, how they met, how he proposed, um, hearing about, you know, how they really fell in love, and then, you know, why they chose um, their venue and how they're kind of showing off their relationship and their big day, just kind of getting to know them. We 
do a call um, with every couple that inquires with us to, to ask those kind of questions, to get to know them. Um, and we ask more questions like that at the engagement session. So I think just the process of kind of the relationship building. Yeah. The relationship yeah. building and dreaming up. So we're not too exciting. We both had the same answer. Yeah, um, sorry. But, but that would make sense though. I mean, that's <laughs> why you guys get to the end of the road with your couples. So on that part, Amanda, when you were talking a little bit about planning, you know, on a scale of one to 10, and I hopefully, hopefully you were going to say way above 10, but I'm just going to ask anyway, what is your highly suggested to your couples that they have to have a wedding planner? Oh gosh, really high. Um, because we end up being the planner. Yep. <laughs> um, so we, we really suggest working with the wedding planner because it leads to a stress-free day. Um, some of our couples don't get planners, um, but we help them with their wedding day timeline and try to answer all their questions that they have that are, you know, timeline or photography related. I think, I think wedding day planners are so underrated and that a lot of what they do to keep the wheels on the bus, you just never get seen, um, yeah. which is yeah. ideal, right? Uh, they're taking care of stuff that you never know is happening. Um, and when they're not there, we end up trying to take care of it and it, right. it hurts everyone because we're not wedding planners. That's not our skill set. We're not event planners. Um, we can manage a crowd. We can get people moving in the right direction. We can push through a timeline, but, uh, fixing crises, crises while we're trying to, you know, take your wedding pictures is tough. Right. Uh, Doable. And we have all done it. And yeah. I am going to assume that we will continue to do it. But yes, and, and I, I'm, I, you know, I speak to wedding planner organizations. I, I'm getting ready to go speak at ABC here uh, in, at the end of the month. And one of the things that they always ask us at other vendors is, why are couples not valuing us? And I think we can say the same thing. What part of the industry is not being valued? I think as an industry, the more we show teamwork and the more we promote each other to couples and not be afraid to say, I'm the photographer, I will do your timeline, I'm going to tell you when hair and makeup should start, step back and let's stay in our lane but cross over when we have to, we're going to raise the industry and it's going to it, just raise it even higher and educating our couples that they get used to that. And destination markets, I mean, I know you guys, even Atlanta, you guys come down here a lot and now that you're here you have got to have somebody that knows logistics of just what to deal with on an island, <laughs> let alone, you know, how to do the photo part of it. But you can't go to you, Amanda, and say, hey, I really want to get my pictures of the King and Prince, and I want to then drive down to Avenue of Oaks, and it's only three minutes. On a Saturday, on a 16-mile island, that's now an hour-and-a-half commute, you know, yeah. and they don't get that. So, you know, I'm glad that you stress that, and I'm glad that you see that, and especially, and I don't mean to, I'm not any disrespect to you about being the newer generation, but I'm so glad to hear you guys are saying that because I run across so many younger photographers who don't want anybody to help. They want to be the rock stars. Um, they want to do everything and they want to make it about themselves. And, and while I don't know you all personally that well, your work shows that you have a different mindset. So, you know, again, that's just part of why you're a fabo and, and why I have you here. So I think, I think my next question for you is, what is the hardest part for you? You know, if you ha give it both ways since you're a nine to fivers, what's the hardest part about being creative entrepreneurs, nine to five jobs? And if you didn't have your nine to five, would it still be the same hard part? I mean, I think the nine to five has a lot to do with it when we have a stacked weekend and we have to 
starting the editing process is, you know, it, it flies, you know, we call, we start editing, um, it's wrapping it up. We give ourselves really tight timelines on delivery. Um, I mean, all of our albums go out in three weeks. Um, we do blogs in two weeks. We do Instagram and, you know, a couple days usually. Um, so getting, there's just kind of a midweek hump that you got to get over every week. Um, once you get over that, that's a lot of fun. Other than that, it's, it's Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you know, working all day, coming home and, you know, getting over the hump of the editing. Wow. I mean, I applaud you guys for doing that. So in that process time that you have there, what, what can make, you know, I know you're talking about delegating and, and, and getting a lot of automated. Is there a technology that you guys can't live without to get that quick turnaround time that would, that helps make you guys' life a little less, you know, stressful and smoother? I can talk about this all day. <laughs> I have a feeling you might. I love apps. Um, so for culling, we use Photo Mechanic. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it, but for listeners, it's basically a tool that the picture loads immediately and you could just go in and call everything from your card and pull it on over to your hard drive. Um, it, it, there's zero loading times. You could compare. It's, it's what, you know, sports photographers use to load up pictures at halftime and, you know, publish by the end of the night. Um, it just lets us get through the calling process so much quicker than we'd be able to if we dropped everything in Lightroom. Um, you want to talk about in camera? Oh yeah. The biggest part for us, um, because we have that nine to five, um, and we're just perfectionists in general. Um, we spend so much time making sure that me and Amanda are in sync, uh, while we're shooting. Um, so you know, if you ever see us looking over at each other, looking at each other's cameras, it's to make sure that we're shooting pretty uniform. Um, and we try to get everything right in camera to minimize the edit work. That makes Tuesdays and Wednesdays a lot better. So that's not tech. That's, that's probably more process. Well, um, tech, I think it's technical. I think you have to technically know your camera to understand that you have to get it right. Now, are you guys shooting any film at all or just digital? Just we're, digital. We're shooting digital. Um, so you have to get it right in the camera. It's much easier and faster in the long run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Film's pretty, but it's kind of out of our time um, function right now. Yeah. So that's all on the front end. On the back end, um, we use things like Planoly to do all of our Instagram. Um, Amanda's got so much tech going into our blog and website. And yeah. We use um, Blogstomp. So for our blogs, when we... Well, well, we use a starring process in Lightroom, so we know all of our favorites that we want to put on a blog, and then we just export those and use Blogstomp. And then with Blogstomp, it automatically fits it to the size for our blog. So we'll do that, you know. You can stack pictures next to each other. Yeah. It, it's a, for laying out, because the blogs are a big piece of our deliverable, right? Um, every bride knows that she's going to get a blog in two weeks, which generally we're you know at the week and a half mark and they're on their second week of their honeymoon and they're always super excited about the blog yeah. um so that's a high quality product that we have to get out fast um so having blog stomp make it so much easier to get all the pictures on the site makes a lot of difference yeah yeah and i guess planoly is a tool that we use for instagram because you could see your instagram feed before it actually posts and you can pre-write um, what, what you want to post. So say if we want to get a sneak peek out, 
but we're in meetings between nine to five, um, we can put that sneak peek on our plan only and decide when we want to actually post it, you know, say if we finish editing at 2 a.m., we're not going to post it then. We'll wait yeah. till, you know, 9 a.m. the next day and just hit post on Planoly, and our bride has their beautiful sneak peek. Um, so it's been a great tool for multitasking. So if you're traveling on the road, um, you know, speaking, you could put up stuff in advance on Planoly and just post it, you know, I'm in this city talking here. Um, yeah, Planoly is a lifesaver. Yeah. <laughs> so this will, this will go to Amanda because I'm sure she has a little bit of take on that. What is, what is do how do you really feel about sneak peeks and when they should be done? Okay, this is great. <laughs> so um, I think brides expect them, if not the night of their wedding, the next day. But I think a week is more than reasonable. Um, Granted, we do most of ours within the first few days. But it's, it's normally because the brides ask for it. Well, so. it's such a competition. You know, this is the one thing about everyone having cell phones that I think is a drawback at the wedding. You want your picture to have, and this is probably a vain photographer thing, but you want your picture to have impact, right? Um, and if she has 10 other pictures from cell phones, obviously, you know, they're probably not going to be as beautiful as our picture, but there's nothing like seeing a picture for the first time, right? Um, and if she's already seen that same moment on 10 cell phone pictures that got shared to Facebook, it definitely takes away a little bit of the thunder. So Unless, of course, our, one of our butts is in the photo of them shooting over our shoulder, then it puts a whole different perspective you know, on that. No, and that's exactly where I was leading, Isaac. That is one of the things that, you know, I, we're both ble- the three of us are very blessed to do this as a career, and yes, you guys are our career photographers. So, one of the things I strive is I don't want my photo. I worked really hard for that photo. I worked a year or more to get that photo view. I don't want it to get stuck with Susie and Mark and James iPhone photos. And sadly, then, and maybe this has never happened to you, but it has happened to me that somebody goes, "Oh, great, our photographer's wonderful," and that's not my photo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like no that that that's not my photo um but i know i if you look i'm in that corner but um you know so i i do agree with you 100 I, I i'm not one of those to do right away i will do something the next day i've been doing the instagram stories the next day just easy as pie and i call them sna- iphone snaps because i'm giving a little bit of detail because i know they want to see that and it kind of shows them things that they didn't see mm-hmm. i just posted that photo yesterday from a, my wedding a couple of weeks ago, and the bride literally commented, "Oh, I didn't know we served cookies and ice cookies and milk. I, I didn't know that. I'm glad you took that photo." <laughs> and you're like, "Isn't that my job?" You know, but yeah. But so it's things like that. So I'm very glad that you said that. So are you guys doing? You know, I know the answer, but for everybody else, how are you finding it the best to do sneak peeks? Just posting one picture, or are you doing the eye stories, templates, little things? What do you think, Amanda? Sure. So. Um I, we do it a few different ways and it really kind of depends on, it's not consistent. (laughs) So, um, we will do it on Instagram in our actual story or that's how we used to do it. Um, but I also do it on Instagram feed so that we can kind of tag them and vendors because we think vendors appreciate the Instagram feed and being tagged and seen because then brides can kind of comment. But it's a, it's a visibility like a story. Thing. It's a visibility thing. We, we've found that stories tend to have a little bit more reach. Um, so when we're really excited, you know, we want to throw things up on stories. 
Um, but you can't neglect the feed either um, just because you want to show that growth and the story of your you know, year as it happens, the brides you're engaging with. It's a tough balance. We're probably going to tweak that a little bit more this year as we uh, kind of experiment with it some more. The, the real answer is both. Um, we think, you know, you got to have it in both places. The question is how much and when. Yeah. Well, as soon as we figure it out, they'll change it anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> so on that, on that, let's talk about trends. And, and you guys can both share trends in weddings and then trends in photography. What have you seen that you like? What have you seen that you hate? And what do you think's coming in 2019, 2020? So. More bands. Yeah, more, more <laughs> Less band. DJs. That would be great. We pitch that to everyone. Um, well, if you're down here, I'm, now that you're down here more, I mean, I, I probably can tell you I had three. I have bands 90% of the time. That's. I'm not, that's why sadly I'm not that great vendor to have (laughs) because I just, and that's been my whole career of 37 years. I pretty much have bands. I'm going to say 90% of the time. We we love bands. We love the reception pictures. (laughs) Right. Plus we're, we're dancers. We're terrible dancers, but we're dancers. Um, so bands get us excited just on a personal level. Um, so trends, what do we see coming? You know, without a whole lot of uh, history, it's hard to really predict the future. Um, but I think a, a big thing that is really important to a lot of our brides is where they're getting ready. Um, they really expect those. You know what I'm talking about, like the the oh. details, right? Yeah, the the details pictures from us, and so a lot of our brides ask a lot of questions about details and you know do they bring a ring box do we some photographers bring ring boxes we don't you know the brides will bring that if that's theirs but like there's a lot of questions around you know their details and how details are taken or invitations because I think that's kind of like the very Instagram Pinteresty right thing um how about the uh, boudoir you know little trend that's going around where you know now you come in the morning maybe an extra hour early and you photograph the bride so she can have a nice little gift for the honeymoon. We do not do boudoir. Um, there's some amazing photographers that are out there and do that, but that's not something that we currently offer in our packages. I think it could be done really pretty, um, but it's just not something we do at this time. And I think it's rushed on a wedding day. I mean, it's like add one more element, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Let's get you during your nervous phase. Yes, uh, let's do that because you're going to look the greatest. You have yes, you have hair and makeup on, but then you yet yeah, you don't want most of your hair and makeup to be in those kind of photos. So that's the part that always kind of baffles me. How about the uh, smoke bomb trend? What do you guys think of that? So we haven't taken pictures of smoke bombs. I probably wouldn't do it on a wedding day because it could stain the dress. But I would love to take pictures with them on the, the beach. The question is, are you allergic to them? Exactly. <laughs> Them. I'm allergic to sparklers. That's one way to get out of doing a sparkler exit. I'm sorry, my contract it says I'm allergic. I'm going to steal that now because I've got the burns to prove, you know, that um it does happen. So yeah, that's that's yeah. a good way. I, yeah. I, I took a sparkler to the head at our last wedding. So <laughs> I, I, I feel you. Um, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to get our hands all burnt, but when they start, you know, when you start getting coming home and you got a hole in your shirt and your pants, you know what? I'm done with sparklers now. It's 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 there's no sense to do it. And, there, and, and down here, it's so dangerous in some of these venues we have because even though the ocean's right there, we have a lot of grass that can catch on fire like really, really fast. So 
and it has happened. So then how about trends in editing? What do you guys think about this going back and forth, you know, light, airy, you know, dark cigar thing, you know, what do you, what do you think about the editing trends? I think the trends will continue to pop back and forth forever just because, you know, people want something different, right? Um, I think we're not going anywhere on our style simply because we think it's the most forgiving and flattering in terms of the way people look. Um, our style cuts out a lot of the contrast, right? Um, which when we're talking about skin and faces, um, is really flattering. So we're portrait or people centered photographers. So we really focus on how our couples or, you know, family members or bridal party looks looks in a photo. Um, We don't focus as much as what, what's in the background. I mean, we always look for that composition and everything, but you'll notice a lot of the skies in our photos are, um, people would say overexposed or blown out, but we we're focusing right on our um, brides. And so I don't think a timeless portrait of someone, you know, really goes out of style, but um, we'll see it pop back and forth. You know, you'll see uh, Instagram blowing up with more moody stuff. You'll see it bright and air. I think that's a cyclical thing, just like, clothes and hairstyles but that's also art everyone has their own style and that's what makes everyone unique yeah you know and everyone's drawn to different styles so i don't know if it's harder here too i think it's harder here um coastal to do a dark and moody i mean i have dark and moody when it's been a really rainy day on the beach and that's what you're going to get because you know i really try to be truthful you know i uh I'm the old-fashioned photographer. Um, I learned to get it right in the camera because I had X amount of dollars to spend on film and these big RB67s that I lugged around. So I didn't have the luxury of, you know, as a lot of people say now, shoot and spray and pray and spray, you know. Um, <laughs> you have to get it right in the camera. And I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not always, you're not always going to have a sunset. And, and down here, it's odd because people, you know, on Instagram, like, oh, I want that picture. I'm like, well, talk to Mother Nature. It, it happened to be a great sunset that day. Other than that, I, I'm not going to paint one in for you. So, because I do believe our job is to be those stories of the day. And, and that means documenting the people, documenting who, where, where, and then when people look back, you know, hopefully they see a collection of images that's the why. And I believe that is our privilege and our honor. And the power of photography is when you look back at these photos, you're not only going to remember where you were and who was with you, but you're going to remember how you felt. And you're going to remember, look who's here and look who's there. because you know, in all the wedding industry, what you and I do is the only product that really does go up in value because when somebody passes away or a building is no longer there, but especially when somebody passes away, those images we took become more priceless. So, you know, we, uh, we are tasked to tell the truth in these images and to do our best in doing so. So, and, and, you know, I'm very glad to hear that you guys don't plan on starting to make sure that everybody looks like they're orange that, you know, (laughs) we are uh, one, we don't have time. I know. I was going to say, when would you find that in between lunch and, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not, we're not digital artists. You know, we'll never pull out Photoshop. Um, We we never use Photoshop. You know, we want to get it right in camera pull it in, make sure the, you know, the composition, you know, any cropping we have to do, you know, really light um, exposure stuff and then back to you. Um, So none of our stuff is ever going to look 
altered. Um, and that's why you have 16 weddings for 2019 and will continue to grow because when you do something right and you treat people right, they're always going to remember how you treated them. And then the product you deliver is on par and, and right there. So, you know, that's why your business is going to continue to grow. So I, I want to ask a little bit off business subject, but you know, I, I love to hear you guys that still have a nine to five in this lovely creative career you have. How do you guys handle the work-life balance? You know, um, I mean, we always go back to that automation bit that we were talking about earlier. We do as much as we can to keep our work on the valuable parts, right? Um, shooting is a valuable part. Interacting with clients is a valuable part. Setting up invoicing and, you know, all these automated check-ins that, you know, like those are not things that we need to be spending time on. Um, editing, you know, we've gotten really streamlined with how we edit. Um, and thankfully both of us can edit so that, you know, it's not like one of it's not like I'm just sitting at the computer editing while Amanda sits around. Um, so it's a combination of teamwork, working smart, um, working towards our strengths. Yeah. I actually found out while editing, I'm a little colorblind <laughs> um, <laughs> when it comes to a few colors. So Isaac is our decider. Final, final, final color de- checker. <laughs> final, final color checker. Um, and, you know, for for things that I like, like I like the tech part and I built our website. And Amanda's um, probably a better writer, so she spends more time on the blog than me. But um, he edits the blog because he's better at grammar. So we play to our strengths, <laughs> um, which I think helps with time wise. Right. So we can kind of go back and forth. We're not, we're not all things at once. We're not, you know, marketing and office stuff and photography. We get to split it and pass back and forth between each other. So to be honest, 2018 was tough for work-life balance. Um, mostly because, mostly because of the driving. We, yeah. we spent a lot of the time on the road back and forth between Atlanta and St. Simons. Um, we're looking forward to 2019 being a lot more balanced because we do, I mean, we only took the 16 weddings. Um, that's intentional so that we do have work-life balance on the weekends where we're not shooting a wedding. Um, we can better and, love and serve our couples. Yeah. If we're um, healthy, well-rested, happy. Um, so we're excited about cutting down some of the time on the road because that was a big suck. So in 2019, are we going to see more of you here? Do we still have Savannah, Charleston, Atlanta? What's the mix? We've got a few destinations. So we've got uh, Destination Florida, North Carolina. We're in Georgia a lot. Atlanta's going to be, I think, five of the 16, six of the 16. June is tough. We've got all northern weddings in June. Atlanta, Raleigh, back to Atlanta. but we've started getting, you know, we've started pushing the fact that we want to do more St. Simon's wedding. So yeah. the end of 2019 and then 2020, you'll see us on the island a lot more. Okay. So when you're here, what is it that you guys are doing when you're not photographing? Tell everybody, most people know how beautiful it is to live here, but you also can't be so busy telling everybody else's story that you can't take a stroll on the beach. So what is it you guys do when you're not having a camera in your hand? Oh man. <laughs> so i and I'm all over Instagram about this. Uh, I love to golf. Um, my dad lives down there. So, you know, I'll, I'll sneak out with him and play some golf. I've got two little brothers that are 15. Is he 15 now? Jesus. Yeah. Um, 15 and 11. Um, so getting out with them, 
Uh, one of them is really interested in videography, so we've been connecting on that. You know, fishing, going out on the boat, uh, going out on the boat running. with the family. Yeah, man, is a big runner. Um, we've got two obnoxious, adorable pups that we've been trying to keep from starting a howl this whole call. <laughs> uh, so you know, we'll take them out with us to the beach. Um, mostly getting outside, right? When the nine to five and all the editing time, we spend a lot of time inside. So any chance that we do have to be outside, we're taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great. So let's let's kind of wrap up for our listeners. Where do you guys, we talked a little bit about it just in that little phrase, but ideally next three years, what's your goals and you know, where do you want to think you're going to find yourself? You, you know, that's a great question. I think the current volume is probably exactly what we want. Um, we want to meet more people. We, we've loved the brides that we've gotten via word of mouth. Um, and we've seen that, you know, steadily increasing. So I think we'll start to book more of our weddings via word of mouth and less via Instagram. Um, just meet new people, go to new places. I mean, really get involved with the rest of the Golden Isles wedding, you know, community down there. Um, we haven't been down there long, um, but we're excited to get to know everyone. Do you know how really? folks he keeps saying there? He lives here now. That's the habit that he has. Because we're going down there. He lives here now, folks. He's on the island and he's not got the island lingo yet. You know, pretty soon you'll be like, Oh yeah, I'm a local, I'm an islander. Then you'll then when you're off somewhere else and you go, oh, I live on the island, you'll just do that automatically now. So <laughs> it's, it's ingrained in the brain and my dad would kill me. Um, exactly. Go. Oh gosh. How about you, Amanda? What what do you think that you would like to see your business kind of go and anything else you want to break out into? Um, I think well breaking out into I think I'd like to do more just destination engagement sessions. So um we get a lot of brides that reach out to us that just want to do an engagement session but might be getting married somewhere else. And already have their, you know, dream photographer. But I really love the time that we get with those couples. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think having, you know, more meaningful relationships with the couples that we work with. So maybe eventually getting to their anniversary or maternity. I can't wait to see our couples' families grow. Um, family pictures are hard. Fam- yeah. <laughs> we want to get better at family yeah, pictures. Yeah, getting better um, at family pictures. Managing uh, a bunch ones. of rowdy adults is not the same as managing a bunch of rowdy kids. Well, and, and managing client expectations when they all call you in April when we're swamped and in fall and they all want to go to the beach at the same time at sunset and we're all lined up trying not to be in each other's way, you know. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not too proud to tell you, uh, I, I really send those family photos to other people here. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> Unless you are a client that is staying over a night before, um, it, is, it is one of those things, and, and a lot of it is because while I enjoy children, I do not have any children, and there might be a reason for that. Uh, I'm not your strongest person to go, it's okay, let Jimmy just keep spitting out there, I've got all day. I don't <laughs> have all day, um, nor do I want to watch some of these kids run around and go crazy, and I'd be like, can you just tell your kid to sit down? And no, no, we need to have, he needs to feel his space. Yeah, well, I'm done here. So yeah, you know, it's that kind of thing. So I applaud you to get into more of that and I'll be happy to send any of my couples your way yeah. so you can, take, you can take care of that. So I think that's great. So I think that's a good place to wrap up. I, I, can, I can speak for myself and I, I know I can speak for some others here on, uh, on the island community of wedding photographers that, you know, I think we're all thrilled that you're here full time. I think uh, many of us will take advantage of you uh, and send people your way. Now we'll kind of have to tell them they didn't book you fast enough either. So 
you know, it, it's, I would rather keep people on the island with people that I know. And, and that's yeah. the one is hard thing I think about being on this island is while you and I both know there might be 10 or 15 of us photographers, while we're all different, we, there's just, we don't really have enough to spread out for the work that's actually here. So, um, I can speak of everybody else that I, I think we're all thrilled that you're here and, and look forward to uh, sitting down and talking to you more. And, and like I said, I want to have you back and we'll go into a little bit more details a little bit later. Um, some direct questions I'm going to grab from some photographers, especially since you guys are new to the industry. I think you'll be a real insight for some people to say, yeah, the struggle's there, but we're still nine to fiving it. And, and I'm going to get some, um, some of our listeners to send in some questions geared just toward you guys that you guys can answer. So, Let's remind everybody where they can find you and how to get a hold of you and where they can keep admiring your work. Sure. Um, so everyone can find us at www.isaacandamanda.com. That's with two A's, I-S-A-A-C. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram at Amanda underscore photography. Um, if you want to reach out directly, I mean, it's probably easiest to go to the website. We've got contact us buttons all over it, but if you want to just write us an email, it's hello at isaacandamanda.com. Um, so pretty consistent there. Um, pretty, pretty easy to find us. Well, and, and I love the fact that you guys did name your company after yourself. Uh, I get that question a lot. It's your brand. Your name is on it. You want to be proud of it. And so I applaud you that you're not just, you know, we take beachphotos.com. I am very <laughs> glad that, uh, that you own who you guys are. And, and I know you're going to continue to be successful. And uh, I, like I said, I'm already a big fan of yours from, for a while now. And uh, I appreciate your time today. So again, we'll have these guys back. So listeners, uh, start sending me some questions so we know what's going on. Other than that, you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Thank you two for being here and for being Fabo. Abby, thank you so much thank for having much. us. We're so excited to be able to do this with you. Thank you. For more information about today's episode, check the show notes at BeFabopodcast.com. Hey, while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and sign up for Monday Motivations, delivered hot to your inbox. And there'll be more. Can we say more? Till next time, be Fabo.